Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Claim Your Power podcast, the ultimate show for all things New Age spirituality, entrepreneurship, and embodied leadership. I'm your host, Kim Peretz. I'm an author, entrepreneur, and yoga enthusiast. If you're ready to step up, tap into your gifts, and unleash your potential, you are at the right place. It's time to claim your power. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Claim Your Power podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous day wherever you are in the world right now. I'm very excited for today's episode because this episode feels very close to my heart as I actually have one of my good friends, Hannah Newton, on with me. We actually met in Costa Rica while we were getting our yoga license together, and she is just such a wise soul. She has so much wisdom and experience to share all about manifestation and connecting to the universe and really taking the leap on life. So I'm super excited to have you on today, Hannah. Thank you, Kim. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. Okay. So most of my listeners don't know you. So my first question for you would just be to like, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you become spiritual? How did you end up like in Costa Rica getting your yoga license? Okay. So I am in my early thirties and I just wrapped up about nine years working as an event director in New York city. And for about two years towards like the end of my career, I started having like this feeling that, you know, I just wasn't really being as fulfilled or I wasn't serving my purpose. And I just had this like nagging feeling that I needed to do something else. So like something, there was something more for me. I wanted to do something else, but I just didn't know what the time came where I made the call, quit my job without anything lined up. Um, which was really scary and against what a lot of people had advised or said to do. And I signed up for the yoga retreat in Costa Rica. Something just really, I don't know, it was like a cosmic download. I was like, I just have to do this. And so I did that, practiced yoga every day and went to Costa Rica and met you there. So it's like a little bit about my most recent journey. Yeah, I feel like in the yoga in Costa Rica, I've noticed it was definitely a theme with most people that we've met there, that you were going through this life change or this transformation. A lot of people there were like finishing up school or they quit their job or they were going through a difficult year in their life, heartbreak, rejection. I don't know. So many, there was a lot of themes like in the house with healing. I just feel like whenever like somebody feels called to get their yoga license, it means it's like a level up in their life for some reason, because it's something that is so deep that you do for yourself and you come out of it on the other side feeling so transformed and you just feel like a different person. I don't know if you felt like that, but the Kim before Costa Rica and the Kim after Costa Rica was completely different versions of me, which I guess leads me to my next question is, how did you become a spiritual being like where did this come from you know there had to be some awakening moment dark night of the soul yeah Kim that's such a big question for me so I think I was born spiritual but I really first started to notice it probably when I was five or six years old I actually had a dream that I had a baby sister coming 
and no one had told me and I woke up the next day and my mom and dad sat us down and we're like we're you're gonna get a baby sister and I remember just thinking that young I think yeah I was five oh my gosh like I I know I had this dream last night like that she was coming like her soul like came to me in my sleep and from there it was a recurring thing throughout my childhood that I would envision things before they would happen and I always thought it was like strange but didn't really have anyone like to talk to like I would mention it to my parents and they were supportive and whatever but it was very light I ended up being raised Unitarian Universalist and I just naturally wanted to pray I don't really know why I just it was very natural to me to have that connection to the universe I just felt like it, it gave me comfort and so I, I started praying on my own. I had influence from my family of like, my mom's side is actually Catholic and my dad's side is Jewish and they both would try to influence me, but I just did my own thing and I would pray every night from a young age. And I noticed that all my prayers were happening. They were coming true. I think I was always just very in tune and I would like kind of tell some people, not really. And it wasn't until I started like exploring further and reading more books and doing more research that I was like, oh, I'm to me talking to the universe. I'm like, ask and you shall receive. And another really interesting thing about the Unitarian Universalism is that they have a program in eighth grade, you get matched with a mentor and with your mentor, you write your own creed. And so at this point, I really didn't have a ton of influence and I wrote my own creed and I wrote that I thought there was a higher power and that the higher power is that all human beings are connected. And I just find that so interesting now because now I've read so many books and I know about so many different creeds and religions and obviously like a very common theme throughout. I love that. And it really resonated what you were saying about your experience as a child, because for me, my mom is very spiritual and I was raised also, I feel very lucky because I was raised in a house where it was open to talk about spirituality and like your beliefs. Cause I know like not many people grow up in houses that are just so open. Um, there definitely was like this is just like my mom. Like there was definitely other parts of my family where like I couldn't speak my truth or like I didn't feel that I could like talk about those topics. But my relationship with my mom specifically allowed me to really like explore my own spirituality in depth. And I really believe we had a whole conversation about this. We were sitting in Asara in the taco place. We had a whole conversation about like past lives and how kids are very intuitive. Um, me and Hannah talk about like the like the wackest things. Everyone around us are like conspiracy theorists, but we're like, um, let's go. <laughs> but anyways, I remember like we talked about how kids are very intuitive and that was me too. And what happens with kids is like, they have no limit. Like their imagination is limitless. They don't have any fears or limiting beliefs that like hinder their spirit from coming out. And so they just like portal for like channeled messages. When you grow up to become an adult, you pick up a lot of like traumas and wounds and limiting beliefs and fears from other people. So you're not as open to receive those messages. But as a child, I had very similar experiences. There is a story one time um, for me, it's more like I was reading minds as a child. So you were, you were like, um, psychic, like you were predicting the future. And there's one time when I was 
five or four, five or four, same age around as you. And it was me, my mom, and my older sister in the car. My sister is seven years older than me. And we're sitting in the car and we're about to move houses. So we were moving from like an apartment that I was growing up in as a baby to a house. And it was us three in the car and my mom's driving my older sister to school. And in her head, she's thinking, oh, maybe I'll throw her like a little party, like in the new house. She feels like she has friends or something like something like, like she was just thinking this in her head. She didn't say this out loud. I'm in the back seat, and my mom, I don't even remember this, but my mom's told me the story. She said how like, I'm in the back seat, and I just like, randomly scream and I'm like I don't want anybody coming over to my house and my mom like looks at me and she's like what did you just say and I and I don't even remember this but like she said that like she never said any of that out loud and I just like read her mind in that moment and I just like knew what she was thinking kids are just so intuitive and that's why I think it's so important to not limit your kids like if your kid comes up to you and it's like I had a past life as a pilot in Nicaragua and instead of being like no you didn't like you should ask them questions and be like what do you mean like tell me more because it is so interesting like how much wisdom and knowledge children carry especially the children that are like coming into this world today I don't know what you think about that I agree and I actually feel so strongly about this topic these kids and babies they do they're just they're our souls in their purest form. And I, it's really beautiful and really incredible. I like, I think I'd mentioned to you too. I, my, I have had dreams multiple of people being pregnant. Like I texted a girl one time, like not that good of a friend, like we're, we're friendly, but we don't like hang out. And I was like, Hey, I had a dream. You were pregnant. And like months later, she was like, Hannah, I had just peed on the stick. I hadn't even told my husband yet like you called it first it was the craziest thing um so I weirdly think I'm connected specifically to like babies and that kind of energy I also when I see I like my friends are having babies now and stuff so when I see babies or even a stranger's baby like I think because I'm such an intuitive too I make really clear connections with babies and like we instantly like connect and like they smile and I just really do think it's really cool and it's kind of sad that more people don't see that because I think exactly when all this past life research has done it's focused on kids that are really little because they can say like what their names were where they lived how they died and their parents like oh it's just your imagination blah blah and the like, I can't wait to have kids someday because whatever they say, I'm going to be like, and then what? And how did you feel? And as a collective, if we really look at little babies and kids, like they're full humans and everything they're doing and they're saying matters, it will make really like impactful change someday. I am convinced that kids are, are like our biggest teachers. Kids just know how to live life. They are so present. If they are experiencing an emotion, it's like they're angry and they're angry for 10 minutes and then they're not angry anymore. You give them a Kit Kat bar, like they go to the pool or something and there, they're happy again. And they're not thinking about the past and they're not worrying about how angry they were 20 minutes ago because they're present. Kids really know how to be present. You don't run around in a playground 
at four years old worrying about like what the kid next to you is thinking of you like that just doesn't go through your head and then you go into adult life and you're like my colleague like said this about me my colleague thinks this this guy thinks this and it's like that doesn't go through a kid's mind and because their mind they are like at their purest form before the limiting beliefs, before the conditioning, before the programming. And we need to be more like our kids. And that is why like, I think inner child healing will literally change society. I completely agree. And I, I happen to follow like a lot of child psychologist accounts and stuff like that, just because it is so fascinating to me. Like I am someone that like, I did struggle with anxiety and depression. And I mean, I think everyone does in some capacity. But, and I went to therapy, that was amazing. But you, the more stories you hear, it's like everyone is affected by what happened to them in early childhood. And when you look at these parenting pages and stuff, and these people are so far ahead, which is even funny that it's far ahead, it's because they're like, we don't treat kids like they're full humans. Like if the way you'll be like, oh, stop crying, get over it, blah, blah, blah. If someone has a bad day at work and they're sad or depressed or whatever and someone yells at them you wouldn't just be like oh get over it move on like it's we as adults know that we have bad days and we're sad and things affect us or maybe we're just like in a mood for no we can't place the reason the way we treat other adults isn't the way we treat kids like oh you did something bad sit in the corner like what if what if we did that to adults i mean i guess we do do that to adults in some capacity too but it's just not very productive. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you a little bit about, you mentioned you have a strong connection with the universe and you're very intuitive. So what are some ways that you like communicating with the universe? So I definitely feel most connected to the universe in nature. I'm sure you've heard that a million times. <laughs> um, right now, my focus is to always try to come back to myself as a divine being and really like focus on the you and like remembering that I am just a soul in my body. I, you know, I love to manifest and ask the universe for things all the time. And I'd be lying if I said there's times where I'm not as, I forget, like I forget. And I, it takes me like, I have to step back and be like, remember the universe always has your back, just ask again. And times when it's tough, I, I like to sometimes like come back to manifestation as like a game. And that's also, I, th I think something we've talked about before too, like when I'm speaking with people that just don't believe in manifestation or the power of the universe, or it's very hard for them to like understand. They just think it's like crazy. And like, just start small, like play with it like a game. Like me and my sister do it all the time. Like if you're trying to shop for Christmas presents on Christmas Eve at the mall and everyone's like, there's going to be no parking. You're never going to get in. Well, like believe that you're going to get the best parking spot. And we'll be like, I'm so thankful for our parking spot. We're about to get like, we're going to get this now. Like something so silly. That's a game. And then it shows up and you get it. And that's something so small and so silly and it doesn't even really matter. But like when you start small and you start to like, and whether you're laughing about it or you're really grateful or whatever, you can make it bigger and bigger and remember that like, like the universe really does want to give you what you want. 
Um, so I think just, I, I always am asking for the things I want. And I think one thing that's been a struggle for me, especially in the past few years is like adapting to change and remembering that, like, just because I'd asked for something one time and I got it, it's okay to want new things after that. And I think that was something I struggled with. Yes. I have a lot of points to add. So the first thing about like the manifestation going, like you start small and then you like rise up from there. The reason that that works when you're first getting into manifestation is because you're in a place of neutrality usually when you're asking for smaller things. So there's like a big vibrational difference between trying to manifest a new car versus trying to manifest a parking spot. Because when you're trying to manifest a new car, there is like an abundance of limiting beliefs that will come up. Scarcity mindset, money mindset, like all these things that you will need to like subconsciously break through in order to manifest that car into physical reality versus a parking spot there's less of an emotional charge and like less of a vibrational attachment. So when you're just trying to manifest the parking spot, you're more doing it from like a place of neutrality. You're like, okay, like if I get this parking spot, I get it. And if I don't, it's not the end of the world. And I think that's like what I always tell people when you're trying to get into manifestation, it will be very hard to just call in something so big into your life that will shift your reality because on a subconscious level, you might not feel ready for that and so if you subconsciously don't feel ready to like call in your soulmate or your partner or like call in this new house all this money you're not going to be able to do it consciously because there's all these blocks that are like in the background that we're not even aware of which is why so many tools like meditation and EFT and visualization and like a lot of shadow work helps kind of like break down the walls that are standing behind your manifestation and then you can align with that. And I have like a whole episode that's all about manifestation on my page on the podcast. But yeah, I just wanted to mention like manifestation, start small and go from there. Because if you believe that you can start small, if you believe that you can manifest the parking spot, then you will also become so powerful and limitless. And you will start believing that you can manifest bigger things for yourself. So I love that tip. You also mentioned change and how you're learning to adapt to change in your life. And I just thought that was really interesting because I honestly think that's a lesson that comes up for so many people, um, including myself. And I think humans, like the one thing we're so scared of is change. It's because it feels so daunting to us because we've never been there. And so change feels uncomfortable. And I think we just think that like if change is uncomfortable, then it's not good change. It's because you're entering this new energy and you're lacking this familiarity. And humans crave to feel like comfortable in their own zones and like familiar. And so when you do something that's like out of your comfort zone and that's change, like quitting a job ending a relationship, moving like places, like that feels very daunting for so many of us, including myself, because we've never been there. And so it's just uncomfortable. But something that helps me is reminding myself that the universe will never give me something that I can't handle and that I'm always where I'm meant to be. But if you look at your life as like, what is this teaching me? How is this an opportunity for growth? You will have so much more peace and clarity because you will realize that everything is happening for you, not to you. The universe has your back. What you said, ask and you shall receive. 
And that brings me to my next question to you is you said you quit your job. So if there's somebody out here listening, that's like, I want to quit my job too. I'm not happy. And they feel like they can't take that leap of faith. Can you share a little bit about your story and also any advice that you might have? It's definitely not an easy situation to be in, especially of course, with your job, like that's your money and how you live and you have bills and rent or a mortgage and car payments. The hardest thing for me is I really, like I said, I felt like I wanted to quit my job, but I didn't know what was next. And I had a lot of anxiety about jumping into the next thing. Like I just did, I wanted the next thing to be the right thing. Something I learned along the way that is really important is who you share things with, who you're getting support from. And I really, at this point, believe get the answers you want. And if you're getting answers you don't want from people, you have to cut them out and not talk to them because you know your intuition, you know what's right for you. Um, And there's a lot of people out there that have a victim mindset. They don't want the same things you want and you just can't be influenced by that or have that energy. First of all, find your team of people that are going to support you no matter what. And essentially for me, like it was hard along the way because I would make plans and then they wouldn't work and I would be really disappointed. And what I realized along the way was that it all worked out in perfect timing. For example, the beginning of this year, I still had my job and uh, my fiance and I were supposed to move to Europe. Actually, we had plans to move to Europe and that felt through. It was based on his work. And I was so disappointed. Had I not ended up quitting when I did and signing up for the yoga retreat when I did, I wouldn't have met all these like beautiful souls that I was like, I truly believe I was meant to meet. Like I met, I believe I was meant to even stay in a situation a little bit longer than I thought that I was meant to go on the yoga retreat at the time I went. Otherwise I wouldn't have met these people. I truly don't think if I had gone in January or March, it would have been the right thing. I think the biggest thing is really follow your heart and get yourself out of a situation if it's not right for you and trust your intelligence, your skill set. You can always work. Their opportunities will come to you and they might not be immediate. There could be a different timeline for you. I love that. That reminds me of a quote that I really, really like. And it goes something like, the more you invest your energy into what's not meant for you, the more that you delay what's actually meant for you to come into your life. So like the more you stay in toxic relationship that you know is not meant for you is the longer you're delaying your actual partner to come into your life. And the more that you're staying in a job that's not aligned for you, the longer it's going to take for you to find the new job and to start the new business or the new venture. And I really think when it comes to taking a leap of faith, something that I have learned too, I shared my, by the time this episode will be out, there will be another, my Costa Rica story out, like my personal story, why I went to Costa Rica, how I took the leap of faith and all of that. Um, But I think something to realize is like when you're taking a leap of faith, you have to meet the universe halfway. You have to realize there needs to be an element of trust and surrendering and kind of giving back your desires to the universe and all your worries back to the universe. And that's something that I learned pretty early on in my spiritual journey that has been so transformational for me is realizing that I don't have to carry 
every single burden because we as humans think that we do we think that like all our worries all our thoughts are our own all our anxiety like we have to carry it and so we go around most of our days doing that but if you like just take a moment to disconnect and detach for a moment and you're just like universe this is your problem and you give that problem back to the universe you're like you figure it out universe you find me the job you find me the partner like i don't want to deal with it anymore and you give it back to the universe you will attain such a sense of freedom like no other you're surrendering what you can't control because you can't solve every single problem and the more that you focus your energy on what you can't control the more you're just like investing your energy in like a blocked wall so by giving the problem and the anxiety back to the universe and like surrendering just for a moment reconnect to back to yourself and rededicate your energy towards something that you can control and towards something that you can create and so that really reminded me, like when you're taking a leap of faith, there has to be an element of trust. Do you resonate with that? <laughs> Absolutely. I trust that things work out. I, I've seen it. I believe in the universe. I trusted that it would work out. And I was like, you have to not be scared to fall. And I think a big piece of it is look back on your life and look at focus on what did work out. What have, even as a small, like, what were the things that did work out? It's not so bad. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that don't work out, but we also can't be born into these perfect lives where everything just works out. That's like not how, how life works. So I think when you look back and look at the things that do work out, that really helps with the fear. And I share that with friends and family all the time too. I'm like, especially with like people going through heartbreak, I'm like, if you loved someone so much once and they loved you back and it was so beautiful, why do you think that you wouldn't have that again even better? Like, why? That makes no sense. Of course you will. If you could have it once, of course you can have it again and the next time it will be better. So I think we just have to look at our lives like it's like, oh, I had this, it's going away. And I think maybe you can speak more to this too, but it's like, if you had something once and it was so great and anything you're sad to leave, it's because you did probably enjoy it or it gave you security at one time. You just have to believe that you will have it again and there's no reason why you shouldn't. So that was kind of my mindset of like, okay, if I could get hired to get like before, if I found things I loved before, I will again and I don't have to know this exact second and maybe I'm not supposed to know this exact moment. Yes. And I think it's super important to mention that as humans, we as a society just tend to jump to the worst case scenario in our head all the time. And if you just step back and you ask yourself why, like why wouldn't it be the best case scenario? Why does it have to be the worst case? The luckiest people that I know are actually just people who believe that they are lucky and believe that the best things always flow to them. Somebody who always puts their energy towards the worst case scenario and towards doubt and towards shame and towards lack is just going to see more of that in your life. So I invite you, whoever's listening, if you have a situation in your life that you don't have clarity on, or you're scared to take a leap of faith on, ask yourself, why wouldn't it work out? Like it's going to work out. Why wouldn't it? What are the reasons that you think it wouldn't work out? And then I want you to name times 10 
reasons why it will work out. Because the more that you focus on how it's going to work out and creating that reality for yourself, and the less that you focus on the lack, then the more the universe will respond to that. Because the universe just responds to your vibration. There's always two paths that you can take, and it's your choice, which path and which belief system you want to adapt to. Life is actually pretty fun and pretty cool when you stop worrying about everything that doesn't actually exist because all your worries most of them they just exist in your head to be honest <laughs> so true okay i have one more question for you um do you have any pieces of advice for anyone listening about how to embody change and embrace change with open arms it's not easy however change is exciting and you have to wake up every day with the mindset of thinking something good will happen and good change will come. With that, and what's been helpful to me is to have a small routine that's like really grounding. When I quit my job, I had the same routine of like drinking cold water when I wake up, walking, reading, and yoga. Every day I had a checklist, those things had to happen because when there is a lot of change and things that you can't control and you don't know what's coming, you have to do things that you can control and things that are nourishing to you, to your body and your mind and your spirit. Because um, I just think it will, when you have like control over some things, you feel more ready for the change. I love that. Yes, that's I love that. That's really good advice. Thank you so much for joining on my show and sharing your beautiful wisdom. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Kim. This has been so much fun. I love listening to your podcast. Beautiful souls, thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any topic suggestions for future episodes or if you would like to apply to be a guest on the show. I hope you feel inspired to claim your power today. Bye!